Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Armand, and this video is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, America's number one adult toy store company. If you or someone you know are looking to spice things up, then I got you covered. Head over to AdamandEve.com and use my discount code, Armand, to receive 50% off of one item and free shipping on an entire order in the U.S. and in Canada. Some exclusions may apply. Happy loving, AdamandEve.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from San Francisco. Broadcasting around the world. You're listening to the Armand Wiggins Radio Show. What's going on, everybody? Yes, it's your boy Armand, and we are live in the studio. Back with another video, okay? Did y'all like that? Oh my God, I couldn't wait to release that. <laughs> Listen, that beat banks. All right, first of all, I want to give a shout out, a huge shout out to our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Make sure you guys go use my promo code and get that 50% off. Let me tell you, Valentine's Day is around the corner and I'm telling you, it's going to come in handy. So adamandeve.com, make sure you're going to let them know that Armand sent you by using my code. All right. We have an exciting show for you guys today. I told you we have Jamie Foxworth in the building. Um, She is here via phone call so we're gonna get into some things i'm really excited to talk to her you know it, it really just kind of came out of nowhere she's just such a good spirit and just a sweet woman and i was just like hey you know what like let's chat and she was up for it. she gave me no problems no nothing so um i thought it'd be cool we're gonna get into some things i see all you guys asking like what do y'all want to do like didn't she do porn didn't she do this and I'm, i love that show we're gonna talk about it all okay um so we're gonna be respectful in the con in the chat um, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get into some things. So I'm gonna shout out to everybody that's here. Um, if you're a return subscriber, then you know how this thing goes. If you're a new subscriber, um, welcome and hello. Hello, motherfucker. All right. So without further ado, you know, we gotta bring my girl on the line. Let me bring her on. All right, Jamie, five. Four, three, two, one. You're live. 
Hey, 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 listen. Okay, so I'm so excited. Like, I'm like literally cheesing right now because, girl, you just don't know. Like, when you popped into my inbox and like you were so nice and encouraged me, like, that really, like, I was really gassed up, you know? I was so hyped. And so I just want to say thanks for that. Oh, of course. Now, you know what it was? I think uh, Armand is being a little bit humble here because <laughs> I did jump in his DM and I was, <laughs> I was very excited because I was just cleaning up the house. I really didn't. I started getting into watching YouTube like real late. Like as of last year, I started getting into YouTube. And then I kind of trickled down on the side of like the, the gossip sites and the celebrity <laughs> you know, speaking on celebrities and all that. Right. And, you know, I watched a couple and, you know, I'm not, it, it was just, some of them were just dry for me. And I'm very, very much, um, I love humor. I love people being upbeat. I love personality. So when I stumbled on yours, I just went down a damn rabbit hole where I was constantly <laughs> watching your stuff. And I was cleaning, I was cooking, I was helping, uh, my mom putting our makeup, I was doing, man, I was doing everything to your videos. Because Are you serious? They were just so... I'm serious. And it wasn't about the gossip because like Hollywood is Hollywood. Yeah. It wasn't really about that. It was about your personality. Thank you. Your personality is very, um, you're welcome. It's very, very upbeat. And I don't want to offend you, but you are, you remind me of like a young Arsenio Hall to me. I, listen, listen, so I've been told that my whole life. So that's why I was like, I want a late night really? show like Arsenio. They said I look like Arsenio. I've been told I mean, like, and when I was in fifth grade, my my next door neighbor used to call me Arsenio. Like they, like honest to God, everybody calls me Arsenio <laughs> Hall. Like literally, I can't escape it. Like I, and I'm like, I don't yeah, look like no. Arsenio Hall, but I I guess I do. Somewhere I remind yeah, people no, of Arsenio the, Hall. The energy. Yeah. yeah, it's your energy, it's your personality, you're funny, that that bright, beautiful smile, it's just like, it's infectious. So it's not, it's not like uh, anything corny about it. It's, it's yeah. very much, and there's a professionalism to it as well. Thank you. Like you make jokes and you can go, you can go to the hood with it and use your slang, but when you really <laughs> want to speak on something important to you, <laughs> like it comes out and you can see that there's two sides of you. And that's, that's kind of rare when you go on and when you're looking at videos on YouTube, you don't yes. see that professionalism a lot. So there you go. Well, girl, I, I'm thankful. And then, you know, we love a person that sows a seed. And you've also sown a seed into the channel. Listen, we can't I let sure that. Have. Yo, you sure have. Shout out to sowing a seed. Uh -huh. All right. Um, but let's get into this a little bit, okay? Because you were a child star. So mind you, the show debuted in a, in a fantastic year, by the way. 1988, which was the year that I was born. Okay, so um, you were on the hit sitcom show Family Matters, which they don't make good shows like family shows like that anymore. Um, but tell us a little bit about like leading up to that. Like, how did it all begin? Well, initially, my mom came out here because she wanted to follow my sister's dreams of being an actress. My mom is a singer. She was she loved everything entertainment, but we lived in well, she lived in East St. Louis and she knew that raising three girls in East St. Louis was not it. Mm -hmm. So my sister kept pressuring her. She's like my older sister. She kept pressuring her, like, Mom, I want to be in the TV. I want to be on the TV. So she took that as a sign and she came out here. Out here is um, LA, right? You're in California. Out to LA. Yeah, okay. to LA. And so she brought us out here and she took us on auditions, and then uh, my sister started booking things. Like, she started booking sitcoms. Mm -hmm. 
really? in commercials. And so she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was like kind of like immediate. So she was like, okay, well, I guess my daughter was right. She really does have a passion for it. So then uh, I'm the youngest. So my, my middle sister, she was like, well, uh, you know, she, she sang and she wanted to act as well. So she put her in it and then she put me in it. I was the one that was a little bit more reluctant, though, because I've always been extremely shy, extremely shy. Okay. So I was like, you know, I was going on auditions and I was booking things, but, and I knew that like at the time I first, uh, the thing that I booked was a McDonald's commercial, I think it was, Mm -hmm. and I was six years old. And so I did not like the process of it as far as like, you know, having to just have the cameras on you and the bright lights and all that. But I knew that, you know, my mom was happy. So that was kind of like my motivation for doing it. So this was and then no. As I got older, I grew to love it. So let me ask. So you had no agent or nothing. So mom was just picking you up, taking you, dropping you off, and saying, "Go ahead, girl. Do these lines." It was no manager, none of that. It was just <laughs> you guys going and waiting no, no, in line, no, or first, what? Right, right. No, at first they have these things out here. They're called cattle calls, and basically it's like you kind of hear word around town from different people. There's an audition for this. Well, and everybody goes to the, and you have to wait. And it's kind of like American Idol, mm. basically. Like all those long lines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So at first we were doing that. So like, um, I think it was maybe my first commercial or possibly the second. I don't remember having an agent. But once I started booking, I got a campaign for, for, um, for McDonald's. Wow. So once I booked that, my mom was like, all right, I need to take them to somebody that's going to be reputable. And, you know, and then that's when I got an agent. After I got an agent, I was just going on a lot of things. And then uh, I finally, that agent sent me out for family matters. And um, I hated that process. <laughs> like, I, because it, it really was like American Idol. It was 10,000 girls. Um, and I had to just, I had to go back seven times, seven or eight serious? times I had to keep going back and standing in line. And yes. And I was like, and all I knew was like, okay, they didn't change the lines up on me. So all I knew was that keep going back in there doing the same thing. That's all I really knew. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and then it came down to three girls. It was Countess Vaughn, the one who was on the park. Are you serious? And yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting in a room. Okay. And uh, Countess was like, she was very boisterous. She was like, she knew she was getting, she was, you know, she's how she is. <laughs> yeah, right. Her, right. <laughs> she was like that. And so, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, kind of shy, kind of like with me. And we'll, we'll touch on anxiety, but with me, when I start getting anxiety, I kind of like to try to detach myself from the situation. So I, I want to think about something else. Mm-hmm. Cause I know if I sit in it too long, I'm going to be fearful and I'm not going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was looking at her and I was looking at Aaliyah and Aaliyah was very quiet, very sweet, very, very, she was almost like we were on the same temperament. She was very much, she was quiet as well. Aaliyah who? Like so Aaliyah the singer? Aaliyah the singer, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, so, so, it was, so one in a million, like R. Kelly, Aaliyah, like, so was you, Countess and Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. And how old were you guys? Yeah. Were you girls then? I was, I was eight. And I think Aaliyah was the same age. I think Count Countess might be a little bit older, but I, we were all in the same kind of range. Oh, wow. Like age range. And so this was a replacement. Judy, when I came on there, it was another Judy before me. Mm-hmm. So this was, a, this was a replacement. So it wasn't, they already knew what type of character they wanted her to be, blah, 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 blah. So um, I remember uh, they were like, all right, it was, and, and they kind of kept us in this, uh, this dressing room. So we were sitting in the dressing room and then we had to go out to this makeshift like family matters living room. And when I came out there, that's when I met 
Laura, which is Kelly Williams, who's going to play my sister. And I met her, and I was like, oh, okay. And I had to interact. The, the same lines that I had been learning those past seven weeks, I had to really do it with her. And I didn't even get a chance to say my line. I just went out there, and they told me to, to stop somewhere. But I remember asking the director, I was like, do you want me to stop right here and turn to her, or should I still be facing the audience? Mm-hmm. And he took that and was like, and he stopped me. And I just, so I stopped. And then he was like, okay, that's good or whatever. And then I, he went back to my mom and he was like, well, he obviously he told the writers and everybody, okay, she's the one. And then he went back to my mom and was like, the reason why your daughter got this part is because she could take direction. And she asked me, he, I don't know, for some reason he thought that was like wonderful. Because you were and like, so, okay, so how right do you want me there, to do it? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was, <laughs> that was only because. I'm just a very detail-oriented person, okay. so it wasn't like I was up there like acting. You know what I mean? I was just that was just a question that I wanted to know because I didn't want to look stupid. Right. So I was right. like, do I do I go up here? Do I? You know what I mean? Like I was only eight years old. So then, uh, yeah, he told my mom. He was like, uh, I got it like this. And then I remember going back and I felt some sort of tension in the room because how do you tell the other people like? Oh, that you got it right it. there. You know, they're not going to be on that. Right. So I remember uh, just kind of like packing up my stuff or whatever. And then my mom, she didn't want to show any emotion either because he's a little girl. So she right. doesn't want to be like, oh, my daughter got it. Like she doesn't want to do all that. So when we got back into the car, she had, she explained it to me. and She was like screaming. I was screaming, you know, but we didn't. She knew. But the crazy part about Judy is that I never really knew um, the magnitude of what family matters was during that process or what Judy would mean to and her disappearance would mean to people and the fans and all that because I was a young girl and every day was a learning experience for me so I was too busy soaking everything up to actually sit there and kind of get a big head and you know start calculating the checks and you know I was right. I was just like trying to get through each week because my anxiety was building more and more each week Okay, so wait, so, so, so uh, wait, hold on real quick. Did they, did Countess, and did you say, like, kind of go to Countess and tell her, like, girl, I got the job? Or, you know, did, did what did Aaliyah and Countess say? No, no. And, well, Aaliyah, I did not, I saw her, like, it, when I came in the room and we were kind of around each other for a minute, and then I saw her when I left. And then years later, when I got signed, we were doing a summer jam, and she was one of the people that were on the, the headline. Like, she was headlining. Oh, wow. And I saw her backstage, and I remember she, it was like crazy. I looked at her, and she looked at me, and it was kind of like a silent, like, nod to each other. Like, it was like, like kind of like, yeah, that's cool that you got Judy, but I'm a Leah now. And I was, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was kind of like that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> it was like that. But uh, Countess, and I love Countess, but Countess, I remember uh, during the time that I was signed, we had this song on the Booty Call soundtrack. And so oh, we went yeah, to the I premiere or whatever, and she was there. And we were like dancing and all this stuff. And she kept, I don't know if she was like bumping into me purposely for me to say something to her or she was, so I was like, is she still mad? Is she mad about that? Like I never really knew and we never got to speak on it. But um, no, I never had any, <laughs> I never had any real feelings about either one of them. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking about family matters. So now you're on the show and so you've been on there for five seasons. Now, I mean, personal question, how were the checks? Like, were they real good for the time period? No, they were good. Those checks were good. They were good. 
that's all I can really say. It was like it was a good. It was a good. It was so. The, so you guys like got a new house, new car, good. like the big Hollywood everything. Like you guys just whole yeah. life kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. wow! What did that well, feel it like? Didn't, it didn't change immediately. It was see. It was crazy because it went from us living in an apartment because mm-hmm. my my mom came out here with 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 nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you, she came out here with nothing with her daughters. And she she built that up over a short amount of time. That's why uh, my mom is so ill when it comes to business because she was literally one of the first, like, momagers. Before there was a little Kris Jenner and all that yeah. stuff, it was my mama. So she she just knew how to, like, maneuver herself in the entertainment business because it was her motivation, her motivation for her daughters. And she knew that her daughters had something. So when we first came out here, we lived in an apartment for seven years. Oh, it was wow. in the suburbs, but it wasn't the, yeah, it was, and it was a two bedroom apartment. And so we stayed there for seven years and we went on auditions and all that. And so when, uh, I got family matters, like I would say maybe two years into it, two or three years into it. That's when we moved to right across town. It was like the, the next city over and we got our first house. And then after that, we got another house and then we lived on the house. We had a house on the hill. Oh, so, yeah, really? So you lived in like Beverly like, Hills or Sunset or, or in that area? or you just... No, we always, uh-uh. No, we always lived in the same city. We just moved up in the hills of the city. Oh, wow. So yeah, where, 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 just, what yeah, about your was, father? Was, was, there a, was there a dad? Where, where, how was dad? No, my dad was very abusive to my mom. Okay. Like, and he didn't, my dad met my mom when they were playing, uh, they were in a band together. And um, he was just, you know, one of those men that were alcoholic, a mean alcoholic. And, you know, they were married for 14 years and he was just, he was just wilding out. And uh, he was just very, she just couldn't take it anymore. He was cheating, he was drinking, he was beating, and she was just like, no. Oh, wow. And then one day he had to look up and you're on TV. Wow. One of the most famous people at at that time. Right. Yeah. And I don't think he knew how to take that. He actually followed my mom out here because she was serious about leaving him. He didn't believe her. So he Mm kind of like followed her along with her. And he had ended up like really beating her really bad. And Mm -hmm. um, I was like standing in the doorway of when Mm -hmm. it was happening. And my mom said she remembered. And I remember seeing it too as a little, as as real little. And she, after he was like, he was was like trying to choke her out. And so she had looked at me after it was happening, she said, I just remember looking in, like, you seeing that, and I was like, never again. And after that, she moved into her own place. I mean, he, he did some crazy stuff to try to keep her around, but my mom was too, she was like, no, I'm not, mm-mm, this ain't it. So, yeah, and then he became, uh, I, I, he just disappeared. Like, we would see him every once in a while. My mom would take us to see him. But I could see, like, he was ashamed of, like, what he put her through and not being there. He's the type of guy that instead of stepping up, he's like, you know what, I'm too ashamed to even show my face, so I'm just not going to. So you and so he didn't even try up. to reach out at all. He was just ashamed and embarrassed and just he was kind of out. Right. Okay, so right. what about the other family? Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of people start calling? Because you literally grew, like, people literally grew up with that show. Like, this is a staple in black household. This show, you know what I mean? So it's like a lot of people, most black families know this show, you know? So how did that change the people around you as far as like, um, you know, distant relatives and even going to school? Well, in 
my family, as far as like my aunts and they, you know, they would always they still looked to be like Jamie. They were like, okay, whatever, she's on the show, she's still little Jamie, and mm-hmm. that was fine. Like my sisters, my grandma, my, you know, my aunts, that was everything was cool. School was a different story though because, um, when I was in elementary, I first got the show. Yeah. And after I had to start doing press for the show, the girls that I was literally hanging out with. The next day I came, I had to do something for some, for ABC News. And the next day they were crowded around me, ready to jump me. My own Are best friend. Are you serious? <laughs> my own best friend. And was this yeah, all your and they, hair? And their reason. This was all was your all hair right. too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they probably was going to really you, try to beat you, you in the red up. Dress? No, 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 no. In the, as a kid, like, so you had long <laughs> hair, you know what I mean? So yeah. you, so you were a really yeah, pretty yeah, girl yeah. too. So yeah, they were probably really jealous of you at that point. Yeah, and um, I didn't go to, I went to, like, a predominantly, like, Armenian, Asian, white school. I didn't, mm. it wasn't a lot of black girls. So it really hurt me because my best friend that was in elementary was a black girl. Oh, wow. And so she was just standing there with them, and she was like, and their reasoning for it is because they made it up in their own head, like, you think you're better than us. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Mm-hmm. So, but they didn't know that as a child, I was extremely sassy and I was like cussing like a sailor, like a little girl. So I was giving it to him like, Oh, watch out. I was going insane. <laughs> so I really wasn't afraid of them, but I knew that. Um, but I, at that time I knew that I was like, okay, this show is changing the people's oh, their perception of me. I'm mm-hmm. still the same, but it's changing. Right. Because I, like I said, I didn't really know the magnitude of the show. So I was just going and just doing my job. I didn't know that that everybody else was looking at me like, oh, she thinks she's because I didn't go to school either. I went to school one week out of the month. All the other three weeks I was on on set. Yeah. So they I, I don't know if they put put it together like I wasn't going to school because I don't want to be around or whatever they they wanted to make up. That's that's when I first knew like, OK, you have to watch yourself while you're in school because they don't get it. They don't get this life. So. Um, when I hit junior high, I kind of, that's when I became like sort of a loner. Okay. Like I, I had friends that like I could say associates, but I was always like to myself. Like I was always like, okay, you know, and we couldn't, I couldn't do anything after school. My mom was real strict. So I had to be home at three 30. I couldn't go into the basketball games, football games. I, of course, prom and whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. I could do that, but I couldn't date. I couldn't talk on the phone. Are you boys serious? Or girls. So, yeah, so I was, like, really secluded. So not only was I secluded in that sense, but I was secluded as people don't really get me, and I'm already shy. So it was just all of that in one. I was just better off, like, you know, being on myself. Oh, wow. And so, okay, so how, pretty, so, so, yeah. so how many seasons were the show totally? Do you, do you Nine know? seasons. Nine seasons. Okay, so you were on there for more than half. So you were on there for five seasons, okay? So... Mm-hmm. You you get the name, um, the daughter who went upstairs and never came back. And never came back. So yeah. what? How? What happened? <laughs> um, first of all, I don't even know who made that up. That's <laughs> that was <laughs> that actually happened in the '90s. Somebody made that up, and I was just like, okay, because it was funny to me. Like I I never really take anything too serious. Right. <laughs> but um, they just couldn't. They weren't. They were too invested with Steve Urkel at the time. Mm-hmm. Steve Urkel was bringing in the checks. He was bringing, he had endorsements, he had dolls, he had, you know. And if 
the character wasn't if it because you got to remember Steve Urkel wasn't there first huh Steve Urkel wasn't there first but he damn for sure made sure that he was going to be there at the end (laughs) but (laughs) he these production companies have budgets so yes. it's just like any other corporation, like if they feel like we don't need to put money into this, we're going to cut it off, you know? And it wasn't like, cause there are stories out there that it was like, her mom wanted more money. Her mom was going, her mom. It oh. was, yeah, my mom was doing some of that stuff, but she was doing it as uh, protecting her kid mm-hmm. because she was getting, she was getting, um, you know, feedback from people on the street, her friends. And they're like, why isn't her character a little bit bigger? So no, she didn't, because I was in those meetings with her. So no, she didn't go into there banging on the door saying, "What's it? no, she was like, I just want to know when my daughter's going to have her own episode to herself because oh. everybody else does. So I just want to know, just asking, because you have to do negotiations to see if you, you know, your check is going to increase and blah, blah, blah. So during those negotiations, she would ask those questions and they would kind of brush her off like, mm, well, we don't know. Like, we're, you know, we're not sure. Like, what we have to, like, kind of develop her more, blah, blah, blah. They were just giving, you the know, run her around. the runaround. Mm-hmm. Right. They were giving her the runaround, and they were like, well, we don't know, and, you know, we're not sure. But the bottom line is that they had a history of doing this with other shows and other characters. So it was kind of their M.O. So, no, they really did not care. They, they were like, mm. I think her putting – um, the pressure on them solidified them saying, okay, we want this over off the show. Right. You know what I mean? Because if she had left it alone, they could have did whatever. And then eventually they would have like dwindled me off. But I think her going in there and saying, look, my daughter, you know, everybody's asking for this. Everybody's, you know, they want to see her more. She has yeah. a personality. She's able to memorize, you know, all these different things. And they were kind of like, in a sense, they were tired of it. They were like, who is this lady that keeps coming in with this girl? She should be grateful that her daughter's on the show, blah, 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 blah. And then this you, is a business. And, and then we I have think, Steve Urkel, who's just this phenomenon, iconic character now right. that's taken over. Right. So it's like, right. this is our cash cow. So you were on there before Jaleel right, exactly. White? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys kind of yep. seen Urkel he coming. He was supposed to be... Right, yeah. He was He was uh, just... Uh, he was supposed to be like a... Uh, guest star and he turned it into something something bigger than it was um wow and that's just how it played out okay and then so after that so you leave the show so did you know that that would be your last show when you went upstairs and just and that was it or they just what they said just don't come back or what um they did it (laughs) i didn't actually go upstairs (laughs) but Um, the the joke was because every time you turn around, I would say my line and I would run out the room. And then majority of the time I was running upstairs. So that's where it came from. (laughs) But, um, I didn't know that it would be my last, my last episode was mama's wedding. And I, that was when the grandmother ends up getting married. That was my last episode, but I did not know that was my last episode, but I did have a, a weird feeling around the set. Like oh, everybody, like every, everybody else, so everyone else weird. knew. Everyone else knew. So when I was walking around the set, like, like probably like four days prior, I was like, something is strange. And my mom was, I think she knew way ahead of everybody else because my mom, she's a singer and she would tour around with Stevie Wonder, blah, blah, blah. But she did not like coming to the set as much. 
and my sister at the time, she was 17, so she was able to take me. She didn't like coming around the set because she felt like they were doing her baby wrong. Okay. And they already told her that, in a sense, I feel like they already told her that, okay, this is going to be her last season. Um, and she just didn't know how to tell me. My mom didn't tell me I was off the show until I asked her because oh. she didn't know how to come to me and tell me that because she, she felt so mad. My mom's a Leo. So, and she's always riding for us. So that was one instance where she could not do that. So she didn't know how to tell me, but as I was on set, everybody was just treating me like I, as if I was like a newborn baby. Are and I was serious? a little girl that was going around. Yeah. And I was this little girl that was going around the set, like me and Kelly, the one that played Laura, we were best friends. So we were just two sassy little girls. I was, I was going around that set saying hi to Eric. I was just like a very, I was like a little black girl around that set. So the fact that they were treating me like I was going to break, I was like, something is, is, is kind of weird about this. And they were keeping their distance from me. Mm. So I kind of already knew. And so the last, the last film that I shot, the last scene that I shot, I, the one that played my father, he had kneeled down, so he is my eye level, and he's like, I just want to let you know that you're a great actress. You are so wonderful. You And I'm like, why is he acting like And then everybody started crowding around me and coming Aww. in a circle. Did you cry? And I was like, no, I didn't, because I didn't know what was going on. Because <laughs> I didn't once know you, what was going on. But once so you found like, out it was over, did you cry? Did you be like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do next? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. No, I did. It wasn't a one. What am I going to do next? It was more of a like an insecurity thing, and okay. I cried in my room. Okay. So when she told me, I was already thirteen, and I was like, we have this this thing where we go on vacation and for Christmas, and then we come back, and it was past that time. So I was, I, my mom were in, me and my mom were in the car, and I was like, mom, like it's time for like I can wear that when I go back to work. Like you know, I was just having a conversation, right. and she was like. Um, and I, she, you know, she was kind of quiet and I was like, yeah, I can wear that when I go back to work. Right. <laughs> I kind of already knew though, something was up and she was like, yeah, they're not going to have you back this year. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? And she was like, yeah, they're not going to. And so she discussed it with me and I kind of was like, okay, at that time I took it. I, like I say, God, be, he reveals stuff to you before it happens. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt that feeling already. Um, it was when I went into my room and I really thought about it. That's when I was like, oh, this, this sucks. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it's, it made me feel like, can I act? Like, am I supposed to be doing this? You know, it made you feel all those feelings of you're not good enough. Yeah. So, um, I seen a lot. Cause when I was yeah, doing I a little do research, a lot of people were blaming your mother for it. They basically were saying it was her fault. Right. Yeah, so now listening to you, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I, I, to me, it's like, I don't think it was her fault. I feel like she was probably doing what she thought she was supposed to do during that time. You were still a kid, you know? Like, her job is to look out yeah. for you. Um, So, I mean, I mean, you don't feel any yeah, kind of way so, about what your mom did, do, do you? No, not at all. Not at all. I don't, because I knew, because like I said, I was in those meetings with her. Yeah. I was in the meetings. When he asked her, when she asked him, hey, so when is she going to get an episode? Because they gave me a small half of an episode after she, you know, went in there and, and spoke her piece. Mm-hmm. And then we had another uh, another meeting with them. And she asked again, she was like, well, can we have another, maybe she's, she goes to a small school dance or whatever. And they were like, mm. and she was like, well, when is she going to have her own episode? And they told her straight up, when pigs fly. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> they straight said that to her face. Yeah, so I was sitting there when all that was happening. Like, I, I my mama wasn't going around that, that set, like, tormenting everybody and screaming. No, she wasn't doing none of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. she really wasn't. Um, it was just, I feel like sometimes when you deal with business, Mm-hmm. Um, that's what actually taught me. You cannot put your feelings involved. You yes. cannot be emotional when you're dealing with big with corporations business. and big networks. They do not give a damn at all. So I think the only thing that that she might have made a mistake on was was actually putting her like this is my daughter, you guys, like trying to trying to reason with them, and they yes. were like, we don't care. She's not our daughter. She's not our daughter, you know, and she's not the main breadwinner for right, our exactly. network right now. So it's exactly. about the dollar. It's about exactly. the sponsors and all mm-hmm. of that. So we move on from mm-hmm. that, and then, but you're a musician as well. And then, so what happens after that? So then you just disappear for a while, and then you get into this music thing. No, I actually went to. I started. I went back to uh, junior high and high school. Okay, and. My mom was like, uh, there was a lot of stuff that, that I auditioned for. So they had, a, I auditioned for uh, Poetic Justice. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to play, I auditioned for uh, John Singleton, and I went in there and I, okay. So on Poetic Justice, you know she has a mom who passed, right? Yes. So there was a, there was supposed to be a scene in that movie where she runs in and she sees that her mom is on the ground. So I was supposed to be young Janet Jackson, but they took that scene oh. out. So I went into there and I uh, I did the scene for John Singleton. He was like, great, wonderful. He's very much like, he doesn't show his like emotion or how he feels. He was like, great or whatever. And then they told me that I got it. Then they ended up taking that out. So I was like, okay, I didn't do that. Then I went on an audition for In the House, I think it was called, with uh, Maya Campbell and L.O. Kuji. I was supposed to do that. Oh, I think I've um, seen that show. Did that, that was the show, right? L.O. Kuji had a show, right? That, happened. that was a show with L.O. Kuji. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Maya Campbell. And okay, that, yeah. Th- I think it was Debbie Allen. It happened, yeah. Okay, I've seen that before. I was Right. I was supposed to do that show. Um, and then they ended up switching and they said, you know what, we feel like she looks, you look a little bit too young to be, you know, we need somebody that looks more like a teenager, teenager. So they picked Maya Campbell, which I love. I love her. So then um, after that, I was going on a lot of auditions, but I wasn't, um, I didn't have a love behind it though. Like Mm. I was like, this is, I was too much. I wanted to have friends. Like, I wanted to go be in high school, have friends, have this experience as much as I can, even though I couldn't really do anything because my mom was so strict. I wanted to live out that experience because the more that I was into acting, the more that people would either talk about me or they would just, they just didn't know that side of the entertainment business. So they treated me a certain way. Yeah. So I wanted to be as normal as possible. So I just stopped for a second. Now my, and it wasn't like I told my mom I don't want to do this. She just knew. She just knew. She was like, okay, I think she needs a break. So I didn't go on um, a lot of auditions as much. And for then, how long? Uh, how many years was during that? During that time, though, my like you. That you, was from probably three and a half years. Okay. Probably wow. like three and a half years. So I was from like yeah, from like fifteen to probably seventeen. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I was just like, no. So I got to, uh, you know, just be a kid, have friends, all that good stuff. 
Um, but during that time, my older sister, she was, um, sing- she's always sang. So she's always done demos for people and she was always, you know, singing. And she was um, actually signed to Columbia. So she was doing demos for other people at the time. And um, there was this woman that was in one of her sessions, a, a producer, and she was like, do you have anybody else that you would have in mind to, to, to be in a group? And she was like, well, me and my sister sing. We sing all the time. And so she was like, oh, okay, we'll bring them in here, blah, blah, blah. And the the record label was Shaq's record label. He, put, he put together a record label, and he wanted different uh, – Twism, exactly. Okay. And he wanted to have different artists on there. And so Shaq, no, he didn't need to stop. Whatever. Shaq, no, he need to stop. Shaq, I think he even put out his own album on that label. Is that label even still a thing? That's not even a thing. Come on. Shaq, no, he need to stop that. Remember he was trying to rap? Oh, my God. He know he needs yes, to stop that. Yes, yes. Now, we, we sang on that album. You did? We sang on that oh, album. Oh, I'm going to have to go well, find no, that somewhere. My, <laughs> my sister, she actually sang lead on, it's just, it's called Let's Wait a While. They kind of remix Janet Jackson's uh, thing. And he's rapping and she's singing the chorus. It's, it's a lot. But, um, yeah, no, we ended up being on Twism. And it was a guy, uh, like a, a guy group that was also on there. I think they were from New York or wherever. And yeah, we signed to the label and we actually did a couple of shows. We did a show with Jay-Z and, uh, and who else was on that? And Shaq was there. It was in LA. We, and then we did school tours and all that stuff was fun. And so, so how long did you do that for? Not, that was probably two years, I want to say. And then the record label dissolved. But I, I, the only reason why I really did that group is because my sisters they act and they sing but their 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 voices shine a little bit more like they sing sing and for me i sing but i sing like in my room i sing like i'm not my voice i I don't train my voice like they do so i'm not the first one to go out there and just start belting the song right so i felt like i want to do this for my sister because it was fun for me Mm -hmm. it took the attention off of me and I was just like, I know they really want to do this. And so plus, you were the star already. Because you were already the star. You were already big, right. the bigger star, sister. So you probably were like, well, I've been there, done. I did the acting thing. Now, let me ask you this: Do you did you guys have money from the Family Matters all the way up until this time? Like, you guys were still, you were still yeah. good, right? So mm-hmm. those were some good mm-hmm. checks then. Yep. So and then mm-hmm. so in the performing, <laughs> that all happened, and then. Uh-huh. You know, we and got... then the and then the record label dissolved, uh-huh. and um, during that time, what happened? During that time, I started getting caught up in like trying to be, you know, because I remember I told you I wanted to have friends, I wanted to be yes. regular, and during that time, I hit eighteen, mm. and eighteen meant that. You could have people call your house. You could have friends come over. You can go out. You could have a boyfriend. So I started getting caught up in that. And that's why um, it's no shade to my mom. She's from East St. Louis. She saw different things when she was younger. So that's the reason why she was so protective because there wasn't a man around. But I do say to women, do not, (laughs) do not shelter your daughters so much because once they get a chance to break loose, not all of them, but once they get a chance to break loose, they're going to break loose. And that's exactly what I did. It was like uh, a lot of stuff came in. As soon as I so knew So wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, let's man. back it up. So through the break loose, what, so that means you you were out partying, drinking, smoking, sex, and then all of yeah, that? Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't 
see, first of all, I wasn't like, I wasn't having sex like that. No, okay. I wasn't having sex like that. But as far as the, I was doing things like not going to, not going to class, mm-hmm. like I was ditching school. And so from ditching school made me start smoking weed. Smoking weed made me start drinking. And, you know, it was just, I had this one homegirl that was like, she was down with it too. So it was just me and her. So it wasn't like I was, I was uh, just partying around because I didn't, it, like I said, I lived in the suburbs. It's not like I was really doing much out here. Mm-hmm. So I was basically going to, you know, different places with her, like, like little house parties with her. I was at, I, I was smart enough to not ever date any boy in the industry okay. because I didn't want to be, you know what I mean? I didn't want every to, to, to be out in the industry doing all that stuff. But, um, yeah, when I hit when I hit eighteen, I was uh I had I got my first boyfriend. He was older than me. I was smoking weed. He smoked weed. I was drinking. I was doing all that, and it was kind of like I was trying to prove to them that I was the homegirl. That's okay. really what it was. Like I was trying to prove to them, like, look, even though I live up here, you know, I'm still down I'm still with cool. everybody else, right? And you right, know what? Exactly. And that's that's like, that's I'm that's still, real though. Cool. That's real. Now we got to get to it though. And I think it's how did we get to okay. the porn? How did okay. we get there? So, so <laughs> let's get into this babe. Yeah. Um, Cause we have all of this. Hold on. We, was, we have the music, we have the right. family matters. Then we get 18 and mm-hmm. then, you know, just suddenly then we find out the tabloids are going crazy. You know, all of a sudden Judy Winslow's back. Now they're saying Judy Winslow right. is an adult and that's the headline all over. Now I was exactly. doing some reading and exactly. people were saying that um, you guys fell on hard times. So maybe you can clear this up mm-hmm. and tell me what actually happened. So people actually know that you okay. weren't just out here trying to just be a barn star or maybe you were. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wasn't, no, I just wasn't wilding out. It was like, it was a craziness mm-hmm. to all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by that time, I think I was nineteen, twenty. It's it's it literally people. Of course, I get it every single day, but it was I. I got to remember what year year it was because during that time, I had um, I was just trying to get. Like I said, I was trying to be the homegirl and all that to the point to where I was like, I didn't want to be in the household anymore. Right. Because the things that I wanted to do. Like as far as drinking and as far as smoking, my mother never drank or smoked ever, yeah, ever. So she did not understand that. So she was, and she was also the type like, you ain't about to be doing none of that in my house. You ain't about to be walking up in my house looking like you were doing that. It was all of that. Mm-hmm. And we weren't screaming at each other at all. But I also knew like, I'm not about to disrespect my mama like this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, if I'm a, I'm going to remove myself from this house and I'm going to do what I choose to do. The problem is, is that the people that I was doing it with was the guys were like from the hood. Mm. The girls were like, they were, they said they were my friends, but they really weren't my friends. And this is in LA. So, and this is in LA. Okay. So I had this one boyfriend that I was with. And when I look back on it, I was more infatuated than I, cause I really didn't know about love, but I liked the fact that I could be at his house and, right. you know, I could smoke with him and sleep with him and, and spend the nights and all that stuff. And during that time, I remember I got a phone call from either it was my mom or my sister. I think it was my sister, my middle sister, Jania. And I remember her saying like, you got to come home and like get your stuff from the house. And I was like, what? 
And I was thinking she was saying that to to be like, because you're never here. Um, and so I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, you got to come get your stuff from this house because we got to move. And I was like, move for what? And she was like, well, you know, you got to talk to mom about that, blah, 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 blah. So I ended up talking to my mom and she was saying like, you know, no opportunities have came in for us. You know what I mean? Like, and you're not trying to act. You keep, at that time, I was trying to escape. This is the thing with my drinking and my smoking. I had really bad anxiety. I always hated the spotlight being on me. Yeah. So I was tired of going into these, into these clubs. I was tired of hanging out with people and everybody would switch the conversation over to me. So the only thing that would make me to calm the anxiety was the weed or the, <clears throat> excuse me, or the only thing to make me actually want to have a, have a conversation and be upbeat was the drink. Mm-hmm. But during that, I kind of got addicted to the weed and right. people say, Oh, well, weed is not that. No, no, no. I was smoking. Like I, I was every hour I had to smoke. People right? smoke all day. So okay. That, they blow it down all day long. <laughs> Especially out here. I just didn't want to Right, especially out here, and it, and it does make you, you're not motivated to do it. Nothing. So for me, nothing at all. So during that time, I was getting um, calls to be on, to, to do like different shows and stuff, but I was literally not showing up. Oh, and my wow. mom was like, dog, you got to stop doing that. So this was the last, this is what was like kind of my wake up call before I had ended up talking to her and she was saying, okay, the money is, you know, we're, we're kind of out of money. And now I, she wasn't working, okay, right? Or show, was she working? She was, my mom was working at, she was still singing. She was okay. still, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, the money that we were making if we were on like TV and stuff like that. Okay. So she was still trying to live out her dream as well as being our manager and putting a, and following our dream. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to, what is that show called? The Game. So I don't mm. know if you guys remember, there was Derwin and Melanie. Yes. And then Melanie ended up finding about this girl that got pregnant from Derwin. Yeah. No, I don't remember, right? but I remember, remember I do remember those characters on BET, right? Okay. There was a character, right? Yeah. Derwin BET, had the well, eyes like Urkel, right? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. so. Um, so there was a role for this girl. I forgot her name. She ends up getting pregnant by Derwin. I was supposed to play that girl. Now this is how much I was tripping. So I go, I sign. I go on the audition. I get the dang show. I go up to uh, to Paramount Studios. They they put me in my trailer. I go and I um, and I sit in the trailer and. At the time, the boyfriend that I had, I had stayed with him, and my mom was like, don't bring that dude over there with you. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. You're like, I'm, I got this under control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm freaking 18, 19 now. I got this. So however old I was. So I get on there, and um, the anxiety starts kicking in, and I'm, like, really nervous. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wish they would just put me on set so I can go ahead and do my thing. And he's like, well, why don't we just smoke? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, why don't we? So we end up hotboxing that dang trailer out, right? Mind you, I I never went on set. Are you serious? We end up hotboxing that trailer out. I never went on set. I yet. I just signed in. I was there for two hours in that trailer, waiting to go on set, waiting to actually, you know, meet the people, go in the fittings. I this, you know, I this is my first day there. So I hotboxed the trailer out. The 
one of the, the the assistant directors come in and she you know introduces me and I have to I have to like give her my uh, my measurements or something like that and she kind of had a weird look on her face as a black woman and she she ends up walking out about thirty minutes later she comes back in with a little thing for me to sign out. So it was basically like, no, thank you. We don't need your services. Oh. You are a pothead. Basically, yeah. that's what they were saying. Like, in so many words. And I remember um, as soon as I, like, got back to the car, my mom, I called my mom, and I was like, they said that I'm done. And she was like, yeah, that's because you were in there smoking. Like, like she was, like, really disappointed. She was like, Jamie, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Like, what exactly is going on? Mm-hmm. You know? So I was kind of like... I got this under control. I'm good. You know, whatever. I'm going to go back to my dude. And so that's what I did. And so the whole time she was like, it was killing her on the inside because she was like, she could see my potential. She was just, there was really nothing that she could do though. So maybe a month or two happens and I call her and that's when she's like, you know, nobody's really booking anything. You're not really going on auditions. I'm not flying out and singing as much. Like I, we got to go. Basically we got to leave. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah. And going back to the tabloids when people were saying, she used up all her money. She used mm-hmm. up, she, she, no. The reason why my mother did that is because I said that she could do that. There, she had came to me and she was like, we only have your, your, uh, your trust fund, basically. We only have the money in there. And I told my mother, I said, well, go ahead and take that money and use that for that. Yeah. Because we're bankrupt now. I literally said that. So, you know, the tabloids and people will try to turn it to make it into a salacious thing, you know, to make it mm-hmm. juicy or whatever. But the bottom line is that I told her to, told her to do that. Okay. So, what y'all want to know about? Y'all want to know about the video? They want to get to the video. So, they want to get to it. So, we ended up going through all of that. Um, I had moved back home briefly because me and my boyfriend were getting into it. And, but I didn't, there was still no, I didn't have a job or anything. And I wanted to live like how I was living before. I wanted to. So you guys you know, moved to a smaller place? All these things and, you guys moved to like a smaller location? No, we were still in that place. Okay. No, we were still in that place because the money that my mother would use, that used for my trust, for my fund or whatever, she was trying to figure out if we could still stay in that place. So she how was much trying was the rent at the time? You know, Can you tell us? people. How much was the how much would no. you pay? Oh, you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't okay. I, I had to but try. It was it was <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So she was trying to figure out like like um how much like what what she could do basically. And during that time, like I was so caught up in this dude that I was like, Mom, I need, you know, I you know, what am I gonna do? Like how am I gonna be able to live and you know the, she was like, Girl, I don't I really don't I don't know. And so I started, I was in my room and I was like, well, I can't work at McDonald's because somebody's going to say something about me at McDonald's. I can't do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just, I left it alone. Mm -hmm. This is how the devil works. Mm -hmm. Um, A friend of mine, my best friend at the time, she was working at, um, for some, for for some, she was working at the courthouse with Van Nuys and she was working for some attorney. And she was like, I was with her during her day at work and she was like, could you go down there and get me something to to eat, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, so I went down to get like both of us some sandwiches. And while I was down there, there was this woman and she was like, Hey, um, 
you look, you're very pretty. Would you ever, would you think about doing videos, rap videos? And that's, in my mind, I was like, heck no, I'm not going right. to be. Because during that time, video vixens weren't the thing for people that were, you know, in the business. So I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be looking White like lady that or black movie. lady? But I took her card anyway. Black lady. Oh. Right? So, and so I was like, I took her card anyway. Um, fast forward maybe a week later, me and my mom get into it about something. And I was mad. And I was like, I ain't got no money. I can't do nothing. I'm tired of being in this house. I called the lady up. And... She was like, yeah, you know, you could, there's actually Snoop is doing a video right now. Like you can come, you can do this. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, how much will I get paid? And she was like, well, you get paid like at least uh, like maybe 1200, something like that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's what's up. So she was like, well, you got to meet me here in about an hour. So I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, okay, let me, I was very, very naive at the time. Mm -hmm. I was running from I didn't want to sit my behind down and actually make out a plan about my life. Yes. I was just running from just like everything. Everything was piled up and I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go ahead and make this money. When I get to the, to the dang um, woman, she was like, well, the house is down the street, but it's not really like, they're not really there yet. They're still setting up. Okay, cool. So we get there and there's no cameras. There's no anything. There's no rappers. There's no nuts. So she's like, yeah, um, basically, it's this is what it is. So she ended up saying that it was basically a porn house, basically. Wow. And I was like, nah, I ain't cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, nope, I'm not cool with it. I'm, I'm straight. And she was like, yeah, but you're going to be making this much. But where was where was and Snoop so Dogg? And so Snoop Dogg was there? Snoop Dogg was there? There was no Snoop Dogg. Oh, so she played <laughs> there you. Was no Snoop Dogg. She played me, yes. Oh there was my no god! Dog at all, and you got to think this girl that's like all she saw was dollars. Yeah, because no, I'm she with knew it. we had we had talked. Before, you know what I mean? She she was like, oh, this is about to be amazing for me. Yes, because for her. she was a recruiter. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about this world, right? Uh-huh. And at the time, people were like, how could you? How could you even think about doing it? How could you even? You know, porn wasn't like how it was now. Yeah. Like you had to really go and get the tapes and stuff like that. You couldn't hop on the internet and get shit. So, excuse me. And so, um, she, uh, she ran down the price and she was like, well, you, you'll make like close to like 50,000. And I was like, right. And I was like, Oh, um, so where's the drink? <laughs> Where, where's, where's the drink at? No, but I, it, it, I stopped for a second and I was like, no, nah, I'm not with it. And then I started thinking like, oh, you know, the, and she was like, and this is what happened. She ran through the whole thing. She was like, you get close to $50,000 after it's for an hour. As soon as you get done, you got to go straight to the bank to make sure that they're not, um, it's not a fake check or blah, blah, blah. She, the way that she was talking. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. The way that she was talking, I was like, at first I was like, heck no, nah, because I have a Christian background. I know who I am, blah, blah, blah. but she was making it extremely and enticing and i'm not saying it's all on her i was kind of the, obviously i was a foolish one for doing it but you were but still young time, though you I were young not, and you were trying to maintain a lifestyle I was still young, and you probably had a lot I going was still on young, I was, right and i wasn't thinking of the consequences of the See, future i'm a sagittarius of mm-hmm. the future and i'm a sagittarian sometimes sagittarians we like we're so positive about situations that we think that even if the consequences happen we can turn them around to where it's still all good right like we really don't really understand how bad it can get so i 
end up doing the video. I went to the bank, cashed it, it out. Oh, it, it was money. It, it was what it was. It was $50,000. It, it was, yeah. It, well, it wasn't 50. It was, uh, uh, was 45000 Oh, uh, well, so I'll, um, take it. I'll take right, it. So I was like, oh, right. So I was like, this is, this is it, you know, and I, but I came home with that secret and I was like, dang, right. And so I was thinking, okay, it's, I only did one. Nobody's ever going to freaking know. Like, right. no, it's, this is all. There was no like, internet at that time, right? There was no nothing. There was no anything. There was none of that. Right. So then me and my, uh, my ex-boyfriend ended up getting back together and he lived in Pasadena. I ended up going to Pasadena and I'm starting to live with him. But the problem is, is that he lives with his mama. Oh. And his mama was like, mm, y'all, he didn't have a job either. Mm. When he, when I first met him, he had a job, but he lost his job. And so he had to stay with his mom. And his mom was like, look, you're a grown man. You can't be staying in this house with your girlfriend. You're going to have to find a job, blah, blah, blah. He started putting like the pressure on me. And he's like, see, you could easily go back to your family. I can, you know, just very yeah. manipulative. So in my head, I was like, well, you know, I could probably do another video. We can get our own oh. place. So he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything. So I ended up doing another video, right? My best friend that I told you guys in the beginning that was running around with me, she started seeing that money, right? Oh. I was giving her money. And so she was like, I kind of want to be involved in this. Like, what you doing, girl? So right. I ended up putting her up on the same game that I was put uh -oh. on. So she ended up doing, the, doing them too. Remember, my boyfriend doesn't know, right? Right. So we're doing, we end up doing another video. Well, I did one and she was there. She starts doing her own videos. She ends up being introduced to my boyfriend. She falls in love with the dude. What? She ends up telling him what I'm doing. What? They both end up going to National Enquirer and telling them. So nobody, it's not like they searched me out and somebody told my own best friend and my ex. Exposed you. But why would she do that to yeah. you if she was getting money too or she wasn't getting the Judy Winslow money? I think that it was, um, I think there she was always the boy? A, a little bit of jealousy there with her. Yes. Well, she definitely wanted the man. She ended up like being with him. But Are you serious? I, don't, I think that even, yeah, no, she ended up being with him. Like they were boyfriend and girlfriend. I think that it was, she, um, even in high school, I could always feel, my mother told me, actually, I didn't really feel it until later. My mother was like, there's something about that girl, like. I don't really want you hanging out with her, but you can hang out with her if you want to. I think she just had this kind of like the, I don't know. Okay. Her brother was on like a Disney show as well. And I felt like she always wanted to be in the spotlight that me and her brother was in. Oh, so I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. I know what that's like. Yeah. I think that turned into animosity. And then once she met my dude, like she was like, she was a type of a girl, like when she met, when she met him, the first thing that came out of her mouth was like, oh, you are so fine. Mm. And I've never had a girl around me meet a dude that I, that was so bold to say that. Mm -hmm. So that was one red flag. And then they started, then I saw a ticket, a parking ticket of his that was parked in front of her house. That's mm. how he got the ticket. And so two, two started being put together. And then um, that's what National, like during all that time, National Choir came to me. They called me and they were like, we're about to run this 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 uh this article. You can either tell us about it or not. Either way it goes, we're running it. And this so, so this there was no TMZ. The National Choir was the TMZ of the time. There was no TMZ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
but they had a they had a, a reputation of putting of fake not news, telling the truth, right? Right, exactly. So I was like, anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and take a meeting with you guys because I don't believe you. So we ended up taking a meeting with my ex boyfriend there, and I was like, okay, so how did y'all find out? And so she was like, we can't really reveal our sources. Man, as soon as my boyfriend went to go to the bathroom, she was like, you need to get away from him. He's the one that told me. Him, you and your best friend, whoever the girl's name is, such and such, they told her. So she's the one that that I would have beat her mother. I would have beat her. Oh, my God. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold that thought right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to promote this sponsor one more time, and we're going to come right back, right back. All right. If you guys are loving this, make sure you guys like this. I'm so glad that we have Jamie Foxworth in the building giving us the tea, giving us the rundown. But let's get into some things real quick. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Armand. And this video is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, America's number one adult toy store company. If you or someone you know are looking to spice things up, then I got you covered. Head over to AdamandEve.com and use my discount code, Armand, to receive 50% off of one item and free shipping on an entire order in the U.S. and in Canada. Some exclusions may apply. Happy loving, AdamandEve.com. Okay, 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 okay. We're back. We just have to pay some, you know, pay some bills to girl. We have to pay some bills. All right. So now did your mom find out about this? Or did she kind of know? Like, where did she where Yeah. Did... No, 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 no. She didn't she didn't know about anything. I had to tell her. Like, so when it all came out, right? Um, like I was like destroyed. I wasn't it wasn't even more fact about the Everything was just, I was embarrassed at the fact that I did it. I was embarrassed at the level of what I did. I was just, I just knew that I was like, being in that whole world, whoever wants to do be in that whole world, that's them. You know, I'm not judging anybody, but for me, that world was straight up demonic. And I knew that I was not supposed to be in those, in those rooms and that. So I could not keep, keep doing that. So that's Mm -hmm. why I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this. So as soon as National Choir came to me, I was already like, it had to be like two days before where I was like, I can't do this. This is not Phil. This is not me. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how much money they're trying to give me. So they came to me. I had the thing. Um, I sat down with the meeting and they told me about my ex-boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, we're going to run this story, period. I just, we just need to let you know that we're running this story. So if you want to give any input. So after that, I was like, oh my goodness. Like I had to act like she didn't tell me that about my dude. So I'm over here thinking like, how am I going to try to be cool around him? Because he thinks everything's cool. Right. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, okay. And then my homegirl's calling me up trying to like still be cool with me. But in my mind, I'm like, how am I going to tell my mama? I would have beat her. My mother, (laughs) my sister, actually my sister, my oldest sister, she, she, man, when she found out, she was outside. <laughs> she was afraid to come outside, basically. Um, but I, uh, I was like, how am I going to tell my mother? Because my mother was the only person regarding business and my career that can make everything okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, she, I'm going to have to tell her, but then she's going to have to make it okay. Mm-hmm. And so. I was like, mom, I need to talk to you about something. And she was just excited to to have me around because I wasn't in the house as much anymore. So we ended up going to, we sat outside the coffee bean in the car and I told her and we just both cried. 
like mm. literally, and that's like my mother does not cry. So that's like I can count on two hands as many times I see my mother cry. And we were just in the car, just bawling, just crying. And she was like, she was like, I'm gonna make it okay. I'm gonna make it, you know, you stupid as hell, but but I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it okay. Mm-hmm. So her plan was to basically we gonna turn this mess. We gonna turn this into a message. We're not going to have it to where you can't show your face anymore. We're not going to have it to where you can't do anything. Now, immediately when that happened, she couldn't, she couldn't turn it around immediately. So what happened was is when it came out, I was, it was a split thing of our, I was on one side, half naked, and R. Kelly was on the other side, on the same cover. Are you so serious? <laughs> I could not make this up. I yeah, I see. I didn't look that far so into it, so I haven't seen any videos. I haven't seen any right. covered. I didn't. I didn't go that deep. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear what you had to say yeah, about. It it. Are you serious? Really yeah, it was really bad. So my mother, her only thing is that she went around in the whole neighborhood. She went around to Seven Eleven, Ralph, anywhere that she and she was buying them magazines off the shelf. As soon as they were stocking them, she was getting them off because that was her way of me being able to move around in the neighborhood without anybody looking at me crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she was trying to protect me with that, but the, it was spreading like wildfire. So she was like, I, it, she, it was overwhelming for her. So she couldn't catch hold of it too fast. So I decided the only thing that I knew how to do was run. I, I ran away from my problems. So I, I broke up with that dude, stopped talking to that girl. And I got into another relationship and this dude, I recently got to tell him, you know, exactly how, what he did for me in my life. Because during that time, I went through a really bad depression. Like I oh, was, yeah, I'm sure. I would sit in like, he had this, this car and I would just sit in the, and he was in the kind of in the entertainment business. Like his best friend was somebody that's big now. I'll okay. just say that. Okay. So when he would go to this, to this person's house or he would go to this person's sister's house. Like I would literally be at this superstar's house, but be in the car yeah. for hours, just smoking and like reflecting on my life. It was like a ongoing loop of like, dang, you killed your life. And like, then the regrets really, of you being you on one of the biggest shows up. of the country, you know, right. at the time the period. Yes. Right. Like, so I just, I went through that for a good, uh, almost three years Mm. seriously like three years i went through that and like me and him were inseparable but i don't even know if he knew that he was doing this but what he was doing is that he was letting me be that way and he did not judge me when Mm. people would ask me why i would be in the car he'd be like because she's in the car because she wanted to sit in the car and oh right so he he let you grieve through it yeah, yeah he didn't he was right exactly but i don't even i don't think even he even knows to what extent how depressed I was because I still tried to be myself or whatever, but I was like in a really, really low place. Like I, I lost a whole bunch of weight. Um, I went from smoking weed and drinking to taking uh, ecstasy pills. Like Ooh. I was bad and I could not go back to my mother. Of course I saw my mother every now and then, but every time I saw her, I could see that look in her eyes like, damn, like what's going on with my daughter? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to retreat from that. So I went through a whole thing where I was just like depressed and I wasn't necessarily calling on God though. Mm -hmm. I was just like trying to wait it out to see how long this was going to, you know, and his friends were, were saying like, um, 
dang, you with that girl that was on that those videos, dude? Like you, you with her, and he would have to defend me, the and best then, friend that he was best friends to. Well, go ahead because it's gonna get good. Go I ahead. think. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. The best friend, the best the friend superstar that, now. Uh, the best friend that's a superstar. He knew me when I was little, so he didn't even know what was going on, right? So he ended up coming and he was like, Hey, I heard that you did, you know, I, I literally fought this dude because he was telling me that you were on a video. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, and he was like, Whoa, wow. Yeah. I'm not going to say the rest of that, but it ended up and what I did kind of catapulted him into who he is today because he, he kind of did that with like, Kim Kardashian. Hey, um, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know how to read between the lines, sister. Um, no, but anyway, um, yeah, you're smart. okay, I'm one of the sharpest um, motherfuckers you'll meet. No, no, okay, so now with that being said, all of this is happening. All of this is happening. And meanwhile, all of this is happening. And Family Matters people are like, they're hating you now. Now you, they don't like you at all either. They're completely uh, expelling you from the franchise or whatever, the series. They don't claim you anymore. No, they're not. Yeah, no, they weren't, they weren't, um, they, it wasn't like they were, they were like, ew, we don't want to mess with her. Like, okay. no, there wasn't, it wasn't any type of, first of all, the one that played my mother was a writer. I never knew a woman that writes harder for me. Besides my mom, it's her. Mm-hmm. Like, she is loyalty at its finest. Like, she, doing everything, she was like, if she ain't on this show, then I'm gonna have to leave too. Like, she was... It was a whole bunch of that going on. So no matter what I went through, she was still always there for me. Now, the other cast members, they were kind of like, um, I think we just lost contact with each other. So it really wasn't, I didn't know what was going on with them. Mm-hmm. But as far as her, as far as the one that played Waldo, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, Cherry Johnson, Maxine, Darius, we've all been cool now, but they didn't really bring it up. Like they were just like, we, it don't matter. We still love you, blah, 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 blah. It had to take for me to stand on my own two feet and say, you know what? I did what I did and we're going to move past this. Okay. I forgave myself. God gave, forgave me. Now we're going to move past this and y'all going to give me some respect. Mm-hmm. So that what that's me speaking to the world. Mm-hmm. So once I did that and I was finally not ashamed and I was like, I'm going to pick my life up. That's when people were like, oh, okay. It's kind of like when you put that spirit out there, you get it back. Before, I was kind of like ashamed. When I did Oprah, I was still in that shameful spirit. I was still, but as soon as I was like, all right, I'm 100 now, that's when everybody was like, okay, now we understand what you do. We kind of, you know, not saying that they respect me, but more of like, we have your back. Like, we support you on your new journey in life, you changing your life. We we support that, and we kind of, we can, we're cool with that. So, after I did the Girl, you just don't know what kind of validation you just gave me. I didn't know you did Oprah. Let's drop a bomb to that. I, I seen it. Yes, girl. You just don't know how you just blessed me right there. Shout out to that. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. But um, so I did a, you know, they did the whole like family matters reunion thing and yes. I wasn't involved in that. So, um. I had to, I did an interview with the root.com and mind you, I have not talked about family matters because I went through my own thing of like, okay, this is the reason why I wasn't on the show. Like I was on, I went through that when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Like I went through all that, like awakening of that. So I really did. I don't have the need to tell people all the time over and over again, why I'm not on the show or why they're not like, I'm fine with that. Like, yes. 
I understand that Judy Winslow will be attached to me because it's a it's a character that they best know like I'm known for and mm-hmm. that's what they know me as, but I'm a whole mom over here. I'm right. a sister. I'm a you know what I mean? So right. it's like there's other <laughs> There's other things that I have like that when I wake up. So in the why morning, didn't you get invited to the to the reunion? Um, it was politics, basically. It was basically politics. You know what I mean? They. It, I don't think that some publications and some networks, even you know whatever producers, I think that they don't realize that it's 2020 now and people are forgiving people have crackheads in their family people have uh strippers and prostitutes like there's a way for you to tell how you can bring a family member back into the home without being explicit about it Mm because everybody knows but you can play off of that in a way where people are like, okay, but that was respectful. Okay, we get that. We understand. Okay, she did some things, but now she's she's back at the family reunion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that that publication was ready to to open that door. Well, okay, so I was, I was I was I, I, I seen something and they said show where you you know basically um you know shouted uh the the show out on their thirty years, but nobody really commented or or liked the post except maybe one person. So what is that? Or is that just because they don't so have you're talking, I think you're talking about a YouTube. Yeah, video, I did right? see that one too. Yeah, I, I seen that too. I seen a YouTube too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I had. I had to. I I literally commented on that person's YouTube, and he erased it because I'm like, that ain't true. If you go on my Instagram, you can see them up and down my thing. Like yeah. we all follow each other. Okay. I literally talked to Darius a week and a half ago. Like we're cool. It's just. I don't know. Sometimes people look into something so much that they end up not finding anything when it's right there in plain sight. Right. But no, um, um, it wasn't like I said in the in the in the interview that I did. It wasn't a diss to my cast members. I love them. Like I, I'm fine with them. We all know that this is a business. It's more about, but you guys are not gonna keep blatantly disrespecting me. That's Absolutely what's not, not gonna happen. Like it. You get what I'm saying? Like certain things, it's, it's like certain people are going to have to like speak up on my behalf because I've been speaking for so long. Like mm-hmm. if some people have my back, then actually have my back. Mm-hmm. So the one that played Waldo, when they did the whole thing, he actually called me and he was like, do you know that we did that? And I was like, absolutely not. He was like, yeah, I was going to definitely call you and let you know that this happened because I didn't want this to be something that you looked at and, and, and it took you by surprise. I wanted right. you to know that we did this. And he told me the backstory of what happened and how, you know, what people said while they were there and who stood up for me and all of that stuff. So when I did the interview, it wasn't from a place of anger. It was a place of like, I have not talked about this. I get why, why they feel like they need to do this, but enough. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like enough is enough. Like I was a whole daughter on the show. It's not like I was, you know, little Richie. I was a whole daughter on the show. So when they do things like that, it's different when it's like maybe four cast members. But when you bring in damn near the whole, whole cast, cast member, you got one, that's thank you. It's not about the show itself. It's about the people that are putting it in place. 
And so two, it's about the fans that watch the show and, and it's the right. impact that your character has because just like when something negative happened, they immediately attach Judy Winslow to it. You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, right. at least give you the exactly. just and bringing you, like, it let, at least letting you redeem yourself for showing that, you know, we're still people and everybody can grow. Like, I, I don't know. I think that you should have been a part right. of it. I still think you should be a part of it because you're part of, like, that's black history. Yeah. I, I totally that show get it. Is. And I'm at this point in my life where I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like my whole existence is in Judy Winslow. Like I have to go ahead and make my own way and capitalize off of the stuff that I have going on. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's God's work that He He doesn't have me, you know, have a reunion with them and come together as all of us because I wouldn't have a T-shirt out that says "Where's Judy Winslow." Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't. <laughs> So maybe it's just <laughs> it's just God's direction. Maybe it's just that. So do you but talk I'm, to I'm, Jaleel? I promise you I'm not losing any sleep. You talk to Jaleel? Mm, me and Jaleel, me and Jaleel are diva. not in communication. Yeah, I don't yeah. yeah, he was probably the biggest diva, huh? Yeah, it's okay to say it. It's okay. Um <laughs> Okay, so let's move on past that. Now, some things that I really was interested in, now we're 2020, okay? So we're Family Matters out, but how do you deal with, like, anxiety? You know what I mean? How did, because you spoke about having that anxiety, and a lot of people have it. I know I have it. I have anxiety disorder. So as a person that deals with anxiety, like, what, like, how do you handle those things? Um, I think I just perfected it. I've, um, the thing with my anxiety, it's like it's kind of like a catch-22 because, of course, it's kind of a fear that it, it, it can overcome you if you think about it too much. But also, if there's something that is an emergency or a traumatic thing happening, I it puts me in this place of peace. So say we have an earthquake. Mm-hmm. I'm the, and while everybody's running around screaming, I'm the person that's sitting there thinking like, okay, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. Because I've perfected the art of you're in this fearful state. What are you going to do next? You got to mm-hmm. hurry up. But what do you like? It's, it's, it's weird. And I think it's because um, I first got it. Of course, when I, we used to have these things where we would run out to the audience at the end of the show and they would introduce, so they would say our name and we would wave to the, I hated that part because it was like literally the spotlight was on me mm-hmm. and I hated that. So it started getting worse the more people started recognizing me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just learned that for me, what I do is that I have to constantly, well, when I'm in that state, I have to, I have to feel like, okay, this is not a big deal. This is really not, you're making, your thoughts are making the situation bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. Then I start breathing. Then I start praying. Cause I'm like this feeling, I can't, cause you know, fear is nothing. I'm, I'm a Christian. So I'm just going to, fear is nothing but the devil. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. Like God gives us signs, but fear itself is nothing but the devil speaking that something's going to go wrong. Period. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I have to do is have to remind myself, like, girl, this is not this is not a reality. This is an emotion. So you need to breathe through this. You need to think about you have to bring your confidence up. You have to think about this is gonna go away. Mm-hmm. So I've constant since I've had it since I was a little girl, I've I've learned to perfect it. Um it still happens though. Every time I do a a, a television interview or every time I have to do it, it comes up. Yeah, but I just learned to put that poker face on. You know, I've learned to to deal with that. But 
Um, but that's also why I'm, I'm very detail-oriented. Like if I have to go somewhere, I have to do an appearance or something, everything, I need to know everything. I don't need no surprises. Right. <laughs> I don't need because that lessens that because I know what's going on. I'm yes. not going to be fearful. I know exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the only time I know that I'm going to get nervous is when I have to walk out on stage or something like that. Um, but I would say that it, it's a constant battle yeah i don't feel like it ever goes away i don't think it ever goes away it doesn't mm -mm. it doesn't but the the thing about it is that you do have to for you i'm talking to you arma yeah you do have to take control of it because the more the bigger you get the bigger it's gonna get yeah, it start. It's, it, it, really it gets is. weird. Like when I go out, like I don't really like to go around a lot of people. Like I feel like I have like now, like this now. There's a word for it. There's social anxiety. Like I don't like it. I feel really, really weird. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I don't know. And I never thought I would. It's like a new thing that's yeah, developing. But, like it's crazy. It's that, and mm-hmm. then it's just my other like. It's but it's just, just crazy. being. But it's just being uncomfortable. You're gonna have to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because if you don't, that fear is gonna paralyze you. Yeah, you're not gonna want to do nothing. You're not gonna want to go anywhere. So, you're gonna have to learn some techniques in order to to get you through that because it's just gonna it's just gonna be there. It's just something that you know clearly we we just have. So we have to learn how to maneuver through it. That's all. Okay, I got a couple more. Then I'm gonna let you go. Okay, so I gotta get to my my important okay. ones. For, um, the good ones, of course, are um, mommyhood. You uh, you have one son or two kids? How many kids you got? No, I have one kid. One son, right? A ten-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how's that? Does he know that mommy was like a is like a celebrity or like a TV star? He just like he knew, but he like little kids they don't care. Okay. It's um when he turned like maybe eight years old, mm-hmm. and he actually like he looked at the it, it was on Hulu. Oh, and, oh uh, wow! I got Hulu, and he he saw it and he was like oh like dang like you were really on there like and i was yeah. like yeah i'll tell you that but before you know he didn't care now it's like he's watched every episode he's watched all the seasons he's he when it comes on tv one he wants to turn it there and i'm like no dude, are you serious but <laughs> yeah he's like really uh he's really into it but um he, he, act it. Too? he wants to be in the, he wants to but I had to make sure that that was something that he wanted to do. I didn't push him out. I didn't do any of that. He was like, I want to do that. And he went on his first audition and he got it. Wow. So I was like, okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He's actually, he's way more, he, his personality is way more bigger than mine is. Like mm-hmm. as, as his age, no, I wasn't like that. Like he's ready to dance in front of you to do like he's, he has it. But I think the but, good thing um, about that is yeah, that he, you know the industry. So you and you got connects. You probably know people where it's like mm-hmm. you, you, you're you going to make sure that he doesn't get messed over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like where it would be different from right. your mom because she didn't really know. She was like kind of thrown into it, whether you, you've been in the right. industry. So I think, I mean, you will be the perfect manager for your kid. All right. Would you be willing to jump back into that role? Um, Like I said, if he, if, I'm, I'm only taking direction from him. Oh, okay. So if he's really passionate, he really wants to, then I'm moving along as, as he's moving along. If he decides he wants to do something else and he wants to, you know, just start dancing or singing, then, then I'll let him do that. But I'm just taking cues off of him, you know, but That's I wouldn't so cool. say that I wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't, but I also wouldn't sit down and be like, Hey, I'm going to be your manager. You're going to do this. No, I'm not going to, I'm not, 
I'm not going to do all that. I'm just going to oversee it. Yeah. Because um, I feel like I need to still have that mother and son connection there. Yeah. And you know, not for nothing. Like, I feel like child stars are kind of like, not even for nothing, like no shit. Like they're the worst ones to a certain degree because they get like all messed up mentally. I feel like, you know, so it's almost like Mm -hmm. I get scared for child stars because then they grow up and they just, I don't know. You know what I mean? You just see all these child stars grow up and it'd be like a lot that has gone on with them. So it's like, I don't even know, like if I would want to put my son through that or daughter through that. So it's interesting that you're taking it this way. Well, because they didn't. Yeah. Because I feel like they didn't get a childhood. Yeah. That's why. That's why they're so messed up. Like I said in the beginning, how like as soon as I got to date, I just read it was like letting a bull out. Yeah. That's what happens with child stars. Like we're we're literally working. People don't realize that we have a job at nine years old. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's insane. (laughs) Right. Like a real job with public scrutiny and everything. And like cameras and yeah, all that. Yep. And we're mostly around adults. Yes. So that's like weird. So when we get to a point to where we can be around other people our age and our peers, you know, we start acting up, you know, when we can, when we're able to like go out to a restaurant by ourselves or go to a club by ourselves, we don't start acting up because we never got a chance to do that. Okay. So are you dating now? Do you have a man? Are you still with the guy from earlier? Did you tell me about? Oh, no, 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 no. So um, I was in a uh, relationship for 10 years. I, uh, we, separated in 2016 so I've been single ever since then so yes I am dating um I'm not really trying to like jump into a relationship I'm just happy with dating but girl you are so pretty I'm gonna tell you you look so good yes you do that's everybody saying that in the comments too but you are so fine so listen so when you're dating do you have to tell them do they know who you are right away or have you dated some guys that really don't know who you are I've dated some guys that really didn't and know who I was. And then some guys, like, I don't like dating fans. Like, that's what I'm yeah. not going to do. I'm not <laughs> right. going to date somebody that's okay. constantly like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm right. not doing that. But I kind of, I like having a little bit of mystique to myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I do think that that's kind of like, I like that. Um, but either way it goes, they find out, you know, or somebody tells them. Somebody, like, their friends will be like, you don't know who that is, oh. But have you ever um, had to cut a dude off because you're like, OK, about, you're fanning out too much. Like, I thought you was cool. But once you found out, oh, yeah. like, you're just doing mm-hmm. too much. Where people yep, feel like you got all these connections, a like lot. you could put them on or something like users, cloud chasers. I actually. Yeah, no, I never had anybody um, be like that, like outright like that. But I've actually have dated uh, this one particular guy I was dating. And then once he once he saw me like doing certain things. He was, he, I think he found that more attractive. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's, that it was like, uh, I think you're an opportunist. It was, yeah. more, it wasn't like, oh, my girl's doing her thing. It was more like, you could see like the stars in his eyes and like, let me see how I'm going to finagle this situation. I, yeah. no, I just didn't, I didn't like that. So I had to let him go. Do you consider yourself a celebrity? Mm-hmm. I do, but I don't, I'm not of hollywood though i'm just okay. in it i'm not of it though because i your I, grandfather I really dan like, <laughs> right yeah i don't like the whole like sitting with other celebrities and talking about like other celebrities and the biz i just i don't i don't like all that I, I don't i've never felt comfortable in those in those situations i've always said that i'd like to hear about 
regular people walking down the street and their life stories rather than somebody that's in the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess because I've been in it so long and I don't feel a connection to the Hollywood types. Like Mm. I feel like I'm a little bit more down to earth. Because you are. So I don't know. You are. And that's how I want to be. I don't want to be like super, 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 super fake. That's why I'm like, I I probably could learn a lot. I could literally talk to you for hours. So I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying, like, I like that you are super down to earth and you you don't feel very fake in Hollywood because nowadays you talk to people and it's just like, I don't want to talk to you because it's just like, I don't like Mm -hmm. them. I don't I'm not not into that. Um, But you know what? I think that's that's the greatest blessing of having so much at a young age and yeah. then it being taken from you because mm. you have to humble yourself. Like you, you seriously have to humble yourself because there was a time, I will admit, when I was like, um, I would say like 12, I had to do a lot of these like, um, um, what is it called? Like I had to do carnivals and stuff to promote the show at different, and, and I could not, like it was a point to where I was being so rude to these people that would come up to me and they'll be like, you look like somebody, you look like, are you that girl? And I'd be like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Because I hated that attention on me mm-hmm. and I hated the feeling of that. I didn't know what to call it because I was so young that I kind of had to go through what I, what I went through to humble me yes. because it was like, you know, people love you, but you can't be treating people a certain way. So, um, yeah, I had to go. I, I like the fact that, that my story had the very ups and had the very, because now I'm right in the middle and I'm just like, I'm, I'm not content because I want to do more, but I am satisfied with my quality of life, though. I really am. Okay, so that's the last final question. I just seen somebody said that she should write a book about oh. her life. It'll be great. Um, but so what are you doing now? So are you acting? What, what are you doing for work? You still getting those family matter checks, too? Like, how does that, like, what, 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 where are I you am. now? Oh, you still, so you still get those checks. Okay. Shout out to that. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I have a, uh, I have a couple of things. I haven't really went full force with the acting because I want to, I don't want to, I want to go into acting with the same love for it as I had before. So when I go back into it, I want to make sure that I I have a one-on-one coach that I go to. So she pulls everything out of me that I need to, that, or he, that needs to be, you know, pulled out of me so that I can convey that character the way that I want to. I don't want to go on, on TV and, you know, half-assing it at all. Yeah. Like, so when I, when I dive back into that, I want it to be something where it's like, okay, look at this woman. Like she really, she, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of put a pause on that for a minute, um, mainly because I, I wanted to wait till my son was a little bit older because I just didn't want to be juggling all that stuff. And I still had a lot of, you know, spirituality things that I had to go through. Absolutely. But so I'm, I'm going to be going back into that probably in a year or so. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just about ready to go back into acting. But as well as, as, as far as other things, like I'm really in love with beauty. I'm, yes. I'm in love with everything that has to do with that encompasses hair, makeup, clothes. All I that. can tell. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just love it. <laughs> so um, I have uh, Jamie's Beauty, which is right now I'm, I was just selling mink lashes. And I only want to sell things to women or people that I personally like. I'm not just going to do it because everybody's selling lashes and it's the thing to do. No, I, I like certain looks. And so whatever people are like, I love those, I love that, then I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to sell. So right now I have uh, Jamie Beauty. It's on Instagram at Jamie Beauty. It has a link to where, you know, the lashes are. Then I have um, also in one of my Instagram stories, it's uh, the T-shirts I'm selling is uh, 
whereas what happened to Judy? And on the front it has my face, and on the back it says found her because it's kind of like a conversation piece. It's do they like have like the men, do they like, you make it for men? Because can what they you know are they like women? Shows? Yeah, I make it for everybody. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna get me I make one. It for everybody, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, I make it for everybody. Okay. Um, and then I also I'm the spokesperson for um, Snack Time Express popcorn, and. I'm not a popcorn eater. Like they came to me and they were like, we would love for you to be a part of this, this company. And I'm like, mm, cause I'm not really into popcorn, but it's like a, bl- I don't know who's making that popcorn, but the flavors in that popcorn and the <laughs> seasoning is like a black person. Are well, you I'm serious? serious? Like <laughs> I'm serious. Like I went through two bags of like, it's, it's crazy. But um, yes, I'm the, I'm the spokesperson for that. That's also on, you just got to check through my Instagram. It's okay. On their so let's, everybody com. follow her on and her I, Instagram. It's the, what is it, babe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the name of it? I'm it's a, Jamie the Fox on Instagram. Okay. Jamie, Jamie the Fox on Instagram, and, Jamie the Fox on Twitter, and Jamie Fox for, for Facebook. And you're on YouTube, right? And I'm on YouTube, and that's I am Jamie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what is it? What's the Snapchat? Snapchat is Jamie the Fox as well. Oh, girl, um, so yeah, Snapchat. I have all that. I have a yeah. I don't. I don't either though. I don't either though. Only for the filters. Okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, but I have uh, the flavor for Snack Time Express. It's the actual limited edition flavor, and it's TGIF. Thanks God, it's flavor. But you know, it's a play on uh, TGIF when it was on ABC. So I got that going on. To the person that said I should write a book, I still am in the process of writing the book. I just want to make sure that um, I word everything correctly because, you know, I for a long time I didn't want to put the book out because I, I felt like I would be coming after some people. Mm. And now I realize that if I word it correctly, it's just me speaking my truth. Just you speaking your truth. I don't truth. want to come after anybody. I just want. Right, exactly. So, um, Yeah. That's that's the main thing that I have going and, on right now well, as far as being a mom. Well, that's good. And so, listen, that's that's pretty much it. Um, You gave me a lot of time. But listen, I learned a lot from you. I think the viewers did. And as I was going through the comments, I think a lot of people have a better understanding even about that hard time you went through. Because most people are like, I would have did the same thing and I'm with her. And I feel like you need to go ahead and go forward with that book and do whatever things that you need to do. Because like people need to hear the truth. Like everybody needs to hear hear your story because it's not just what you know, the salacious titles make it out to be, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of us that had we been in your situation, I probably would have done the same thing. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. So you're very inspiring, very humble. And I'm just, I'm appreciative that you know who I am and you've supported me and you give me the opportunity to talk to you because you've been a very pivotal part in, I know my family household. And so um, I just want to give you the respect that you're due and, you know, and thank you. Thank you. Thank no, of course. That's that's the main reason why I don't do I don't do interviews on YouTube. I've never done one. So wow. the reason why I wanted wanted you to do an interview with me is because I knew that we can go in depth. I knew that it would be funny, but I yes. also knew that I can actually. It, people think that I'm just living this depressed life all day long, and they think that I'm just or I'm just on the street having sex with everybody. <laughs> I don't know what they think, but I knew that that talking to you. <laughs> 
I knew that talking to you, that it could be a comfortable interview yes. where like-minded people could listen to my story and actually get me and, yeah. and, and see me in a different light and who I really am and not just what, you know, just, just pieces of articles and stuff. That yeah. So, um, I'm grateful for you as well. Yeah, girl. So now, and you know, listen, I'm going to hit you up, girl, because when I'm in L.A., we might have to do, get a coffee because I want to know some behind the scenes stuff that we can't talk on live about, <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, you know, we listen, no, honestly, growing in this business, like I'll be, I can't go too far, obviously, because I'm on here on online, but it's like a lot that I'm even learning. Right. You know what I mean? Even with these celebrities, because it's a whole oh. new beast now. It's social media, and a lot of these celebrities right. are running their social media, and you know they'll come into your inbox and say all kind of different stuff. And it's just you get so much information. No, like I have mm-hmm. so much information, mm-hmm. and you know it's like, wow. And then and and and, and without realizing it, I don't think I'm a celebrity, but at some point, then I start becoming this entity. And then, you know what I mean? And it's just like, mm-hmm. what's happening? You know what I mean? And then that's when the anxiety kicks in, girl. And it just is a lot. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you are you become a, you have this responsibility to these people that you don't even realize you've ever signed up for. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens when, but it's, but that's that door being open to you. So when that door opens, you're going to, you're going to have to make those, those, major decisions on whether to turn left or turn right. So it all depends on how you maneuver yourself when the door opens. And that's why I would love to sit down and have a conversation with you because I feel like you are going to be something big. Yes. But you but the only thing is that you have to make sure that you calm all the voices around you in order to stay focused on where you're gonna go. That's all. Yes. And you're doing a great job. You're doing a Thank great you. job. You really are. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie Foxworth, everybody. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you. All right, you guys. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I mean, like, wow. Wasn't that phenomenal? Jamie Foxworth. Interviewed with Oprah. And interviewed with the Armand Wiggins Show. Listen, and I'm telling you. Arsenio Hall must be my thing. Like I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to interview with him, sit with him. We're supposed to do some type of collab together. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't never necessarily one of my idols. I'll be honest with you, but I think he needs to become one of my idols because you know I, I, I would like a late night show like him, and I haven't seen another black guy with a late night show um, like Arsenio. Maybe I need to try to reach out to Arsenio because I've been called that literally since I was this big, and it's no cap. Um. And maybe I've been running from it because I never thought he was that attractive. So I'm like, I know I don't look like Arsenio Hall. But uh, maybe it's the personality. However, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I was here writing everything down in my planner, in my book. You guys, I'm glad for the people that 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 came here. Make sure you guys check out my sponsor, um, um, adamandeve.com. Let them know that you know that, uh, 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 that we get to down here. Uh-oh, Lisa. Shout out to Heart of Inspiration. So we might have to do a twerk on it towards the end. Um, but let them know that, um, you know, support me. Get some stuff so we can keep, you know, keep the bills getting paid around here. Let them know that my people, you know, rock with their stuff. Oh, y'all trying to hear that new beat. Okay, we might just twerk it out for a little bit. Okay, y'all trying Hello? Hello? Tell them that you like that, like, 
<laughs> Alright, y'all. I love y'all. Alright. Alright, see y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Armand Wiggins Radio Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And subscribe.